live, buddy. Huh? We're on. Alright, welcome to Drunk Sports. Uh, our first video feed live. Um, we're going to try to do a quick preview uh, before we do anything. Uh, so we'll go down each matchup uh, one by one. It'll be a fun time, I think. Yeah. Uh, Got a lot of pressure tonight, man. This is on uh, mediocre software. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Something weird's happening. That's all right. So, yeah. Uh, where do we start from? <laughs> um, we can start with the coaches. Yeah, we'll go around to the matchup. Um, it's Folstra versus Popovich. Yes. I like that you did the Popovich correctly to begin off. But did <laughs> I move on? Right? Yeah. What I was going to say is... Uh, we're working with some mediocre equipment, uh, so if it's blurry, it's going to be blurry. Don't worry about it. Fuck you guys. Um, Spolstra versus Popovich. I think it's this is the biggest advantage the Spurs have in the series is Popovich, but Spolstra is not a bad coach at all. I got it as a wash. You have a wash. Well, that's ridiculous. You know, I, Pop's a great coach, and uh-huh. I think he's probably an all-time great as a regular season coach. Is somehow he got his guys to the best record in the league and nobody played over 30 minutes, minutes a game, which is impressive. Yep. But Spolster's made some critical moves in these playoff runs for the Heat that kept them in the ball game. I agree. I think, um, and this is reiterating kind of what uh, Van Gundy said on the low on the low post podcast yesterday. Um, they're both not afraid to change up their starting lineups. Like other coaches, they're like, "This is what we are. This is what we do." But they've each subbed out that four position three or four different ways. Right. Like Lewis Lewis has started, Birdman started, right? Yeah, like nobody knows who's going to start tonight on right. the other team. So, like, we'll talk about when we get to the power forward because we have two probably the most important players at that position, but they may not play the most minutes at that position. It's just the, those are the important guys. I agree. If both those guys that we list later on are, are there, like – play well, their team is probably going to win the series, I think. I'm pretty sure if Spolster or Popovich was coaching the Pacers, Roy Hibbert's ass would have been on the bench like this whole playoffs. Yeah, or he would have, they would have a actual offensive system so he could be <laughs> successful. Not, we're going to have Paul George bounce the ball 30 feet away from the hoop. Why not? <laughs> Why not? He just wasn't heating up enough, you know? When he gets heated, he can't miss. Mm-hmm. So I think you're crazy for saying it's a draw. It's a draw in this series. But I, overall, Popovich, Popovich goes above it, but I don't think the, get, the, the gap is that wide. I think because I think overall the Heat have a, a talent advantage that the coaching doesn't matter as much. Well, I, think, I don't think Spolster's made any mistakes, really, as a coach in the playoffs yet. Popovich made a big mistake last year when he had Duncan on the off the floor for those two rebounds that kept Miami in the game in Game Six. Yeah, but I mean the same reason is the reason why Indy won that one game, why he benched Duncan was because he he can't collapse on that outside corner three. It's true, and so 
Yeah, whatever, you wouldn't get a rebound, but you don't want a guy with an open three to win the game. That's even worse. I mean, they ended up getting it anyway, but for a lucky bounce, like not because of a hey, of a, of a bad cost coaching. of the game. Cost but they could have just lost in a different way. That's the thing. Like, just because the result was bad doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. We'll call it a walk. Okay. <laughs> Here's where I could... I think their impact on the series will be the same. Is that fair to say? It's fair. But I think I still think you have to give Popovich the edge. All right, I'll go with that. Um, so the next one is Chalmers and a maybe healthy, maybe healthy now but not later in the series, Tony Parker versus Super Mario Chalmers. What do you have there? I have obviously Parker. <laughs> Chalmers was like... I don't even think he scored a point against the Pacers. He played awful. Do you think they bring in Cole? They start Cole? I don't think no. They won't start Cole, but he'll probably play more minutes this series. Do you think they won't start because he's, he's quicker? He can. He I can think he's a better guard. Of, he can stay in front of Parker probably, yeah. and Chalmers can get blown away. He'll at least annoy Parker, and make Parker do different things. Yeah, to if, get there. if Parker's hobbled, then Cole has a chance to be able to keep him out right. of the lane. I mean, a lot of Parker, he is fast and quick and whatnot, but he also he's smart in the way he does things. So he can he can get to the spots he needs to, not based on his athleticism as much as he knows how to get there from a pick and roll. Kind of like the professor. He's very sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky quick. That's true. Now, let's talk about the overall. Does Chalmers have to play better for the Heat to win than he did to the Spacers? I think so. Or does he? He's gonna at least contribute. Or does a his bit. playing time just diminish? And then no, well, Norris the Cole fact that to... he's gonna be starting and playing the majority of the first quarter, I think he at least has to contribute a couple threes every game or do something. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about Chalmers, and he still did this in the Pacers series, and both teams do this, and that's why it's a fun series to watch. The ball doesn't stop that often between these two teams. They, they. They're one dribble and make a decision. There's not a lot of pounding the ball out at the edge. Right. Yeah, when it stops, it's usually on a post-up with the Bronner Wade. Which is fine. And this, then they're just waiting the only, for the collapse on the defense. That's the, the only time you're supposed to stop because yeah. you're basically waiting for the defense to react. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah. You've already made your move and you say, are you going to double-team me? And if they don't, then Wade and LeBron have the ability to go ahead and, yep. and do it. So, um, will the point guard always guard Parker? Like, is there going to be any switch up? Do you think Wade will ever have to go on Parker? Oh, uh, they'll, they'll throw LeBron on him to have to in the Late? fourth. Yeah, he won't. Yeah, fourth quarter only. Okay. But they, they did that last year. They put him on Parker just to keep him out of the lane. But, I mean, I also could see you moving. Ch- Chalmers say, go, go ahead, guard Green, because you're not worried about Green driving at you. He just has to challenge the shot. They probably have Wade on and the have game, Wade, I imagine. Yeah, but and then have Wade go on Parker if he's killing you. Yeah. I mean, they'll try anything. They've shown that. So mm-hmm. they might throw everyone at Parker. And this this will be an overall... <laughs> if he's healthy. I don't even know who's going to show up for him. The overall decision, do you think... Because both these teams do four or five pick-and-rolls in one, one possession. Do you think... Are the Heat going to switch... Probably some of it. I don't know. It depends on the matchups. I think they'll. I think they'll, they'll switch a lot because they're, they're pretty smart about it. If it's if it's LeBron, yeah, they'll, they're not afraid of putting LeBron on anybody on anyone really. Right. And I mean, Kawhi's 
good, but there's not a terrible matchup for anyone switching. Like the only one is if you had Chalmers. Macaulay's still like on the on the perimeter a lot of times. He's not gonna post up Chalmers with the side advantage. Yeah, I don't think they're that afraid of Kali. Yeah. Let him shoot. But I'm saying that's the only that's the only weird switch on it because you don't care if Lewis guards him. You're okay with Bosch switching. Wade, you're fine switching. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of switching in this overall. So we'll see. But that, that, that's totally different. I think I think the Spurs should do it too. I think should Spurs should just switch on pick and rolls. Spurs have some problems though, because they have to guard LeBron. Yeah, that's true. They have two guys. Well, they have one guy that can guard him, Leonard. Yep. And then they have another guy who can try to guard him, and that's Dial. Yeah. And then they're in trouble after that. Yeah, Green can not make LeBron work, but can at least pretend to be a defender. He'll get crushed in the post. Yes. Wade will but, crush Green. But I'm, but I'm saying, not in the post, but switching on pick and rolls. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the I think the Heat should do two, three pick and rolls if they do it, if they do it at all. With LeBron picking and and Wade, Wade having it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So we'll move on to the shooting guard, and we we're already talking about Wade has a huge advantage in this matchup. Green's perfect for what the Spurs do, but Wade's Wade's a better player. They've they've kept his minutes down. He's much healthier now than he was last year. Yep. But at the same time, um, we'll see how much Wade puts to this team overall. Um, we don't know for sure. You can go ahead and put on the ABC so we just don't miss it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> well, I think uh, – so Danny Green, obviously – the Heat he had killed. issues. He killed the Heat last year. They have issues with three pointers yes. every once in a while. They, they when they're feeling lazy, they can give up 15 threes in a night. And this is where I think Wade's um, help or health will really. Yeah. He's able to. Him. He's able to chase down these shooting guards easier this year than he was last year. Yeah, but uh, there's a Danny Green's gonna have a couple games where he he makes five or six three pointers. It's just gonna happen. Yeah, but for the most part, I think uh, I think Wade's gonna average about 22 a game this series. I think so, and that'll that'll be big for the Heat because I think last year he probably only averaged 17. I mean, 22 games a lot. You think it's you think it's each team's gonna be in the hundreds every game? Pretty close. Like average, do you think it's gonna be like 105, 104 type games? Might just be a hundred. <laughs> I don't think. They both play pretty good defense too. They're they do. elite offense, and they both have good defense too. This is true. No argument here. But yeah, so will Danny Green have a have a couple games like it's? You still you think so, right? Oh yeah, yeah he will. They'll get loose and he'll knock down threes. That's the Heat. They have problems with that because they play that crazy. And that's why also the Heat I think should switch more because it's. I think that's they had trouble on the pick and rolls, and then someone's getting in the lane, and and Danny Green's getting open for threes and knocking them down. Yeah, they get in trouble because they like to blitz every pick and roll, and they trap, mm-hmm. and then Spurs pass the ball so good that somebody's going to get a wide open three. Most teams can't pass well out of a trap, and that's why they have to hope Parker's healthy the whole series too, because 
He's key. Like yeah, Rose, yeah. Rose really struggled when the Heat came and blitzed and basically doubled off of pick and rolls. But Tony Parker's not the same. He can pull it out and then simple pass out of it, and the team's so good they move the ball right. Tony afterwards. Parker just crawls between legs out mm-hmm. there. The split of the double team. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll move on to the, another lopsided matchup: uh, LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. So we'll talk mostly King James. So for Kawhi, um, do you think he's going to do okay in the post versus LeBron? I think that's a big question. I uh, I think he's okay with him off the dribble and stuff like that. I think he's fast enough. He's long enough. I think he's going to do as good of a job as anyone in the league can do in the post. In the post? He's going to give LeBron a hard time. So so now it's the other time. He's obviously not going to do it for 48 minutes. No. Well, he's he, for the majority of the game, he'll be on LeBron. Right. It'll depend he'll on be, if he yeah, gets in foul most trouble. Most of the time, but like... He's going to get in foul trouble mm-hmm. in some of these games. So who else besides Diaw do you think could possibly take one assignment? Is there anyone? I don't think well, this is LeBron. This is how they play LeBron, and this is what Pop did. This when LeBron was a youngin uh-huh. against Cleveland, they just packed the lane and they dare LeBron to shoot. He did that as the first time they saw him. He did it last year. He did last year until he LeBron, stopped doing it, and then LeBron's the guy that. He doesn't want you to tell him when to shoot. He wants to pick when he shoots. Yes. And so Pop's like, I'm going to tell you you have to shoot. Plus, a lot of that's, again, like, that's ball-stopping because you sit there and you're like, well, I have an open shot. All these passing lanes look closed. The lane sucks. LeBron hates This it. is the right basketball play, but it sucks to shoot with 16 seconds on the clock. But he's, and I'm shooting a, a long two or a three. So LeBron's he's seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. He's going to see it again. I don't think Pop's going to change the way he guards him. I think he's going to pack the lane. I think everyone should do the same shoot. thing. But LeBron torched him in game seven. That's fine. And I think he could torch him this whole series. I think this is the key to the series. If LeBron gets hot game one, he could steamroll this, the finals. He could, but out. he hasn't shown the ability to steamroll any series. Well, this is the only team that does this to him, though. Nobody else does this. No, but I'm saying, like... He just has to come ready to He doesn't have ball. a history of steamrolling a series. His, he does. Well, the Pistons... But, not, but, not but the that heat. wasn't a series, not though. That was, that was That was, like, the end of the series, and he steamrolled. It wasn't a sweep, right? No, but, like yeah, but I mean, he was... He's never gone, like, all right, this he was is in, over. He was in beast mode, like, that whole series. Yeah. That's the only reason they got to get swept by the Spurs. Got swept by the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, I think LeBron still... I think he needs to be more aggressive. But the yeah. thing is, he's not a good enough shooter to just, I'm going to be hot and stay hot for four games. He is a good shooter, though. That's the problem. He is. He's not a good enough shooter. He's an that. elite mid-range shooter in the NBA. Yeah, but that's fine. If, if LeBron's making, what, 55% long twos? That's he, good enough to win the series. No, but you're comfortable with that. If you're the Spurs, but if he makes 55 percent of these, but he, he doesn't want to, they're going to win much. the series. He's not Swaggy P. He doesn't want to put up 30 shots a game. He's going to have to though. They need to tell him he's going to come out. He's going to have to, but he's not going to want to shoot the ball. If he's making his jump shot, he win the series. He's not going to want to until he's put into a corner where he's like, "All right, we need to, we need to win this." He's game. going to be put in the corner. 
but not from game one. That's what I'm saying. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be three, two, one side, and then he's gonna, then he's gonna come over. It's not gonna be right away. He's gonna do it. Game one. He's gonna come off firing. Now Kawi played really well last finals. Played really well this he playoffs. He played awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Is he is he gonna continue? Now, what's his what's his what's his ceiling? Because I don't see him as a superstar. No, he's not gonna be a superstar. He's not. Dude, well, he's gonna be an elite defender his whole career. Right. And then at, at the most, he's gonna but average then, like can, fifteen. 20 can he points. do a Scotty Pippen? Can he can he get that good? What did Pippen average like twenty two points a game? Probably. Well, like what did he do in in ninety four ninety five? Or ninety five to ninety six when he when he was. I'm gonna say Pippen average when he was the MVP. He had to average around 22 or something. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm, he's he was going like, to be a role player. He's not a superstar. He's not well, I mean, eventually one. Duncan's going to be gone. Parker's going to be limited, and he's not a scorer anyway. Yeah, he's not a number one. Right. They, need, they need somebody else. So, like, if it's Kyle, he's like, Pippen, though, probably. And the thing is, Pippen's a top 50 player all the time. That's the thing. Like, well, that's a that's a superstar. Jordan made him a top 50 player. <laughs> is that true, though? He won an MVP. He was good. He was good. He the people league, still call him the best perimeter defender defender of all time. That's I mean that's pretty good. No, that is good. And I, I think Kawhi, he's a, he's a lockdown defender. Uh huh. He's still a little young, so he's gonna get better. I think I think it's gonna top out. I don't think four. I don't think he can score as much as seven. So, would you rather have him or Paul George? Oh, probably George. Just because George has score. both sides of the floor. He can guard and he can shoot. Yeah, I, something about George I don't like though. I don't like him either, but I think he's got a higher ceiling. He probably does. I don't know if he'll be better. I think Kawhi is probably gonna have a great career. Paul George. Is, I I have a feeling Paul George is done growing. He keeps getting those strippers pregnant. Those. <laughs> <laughs> so do you agree with with that statement I just said? <laughs> What'd you say? That Paul George, I think I don't see a lot of improvement in his game. I think this is kind of going to be what he is. I don't know. He's still pretty young. He is young, but I I, I don't know. I'd have a hard time passing on Kawhi and taking George if I was going to pick one of them. All right, and maybe it's situation too. Yeah, depending on what you need. If you need an offensive threat, then you got to take George. Absolutely. Our first guest. Hey, boy. <laughs> Michael Barry walking in the room. What do you guys want to talk? You want to talk paper towels? You want to talk two percent more? Absolutely. We're we're broadcasting live right now. Okay. Yeah. Moving <laughs> on up. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and maybe I just like Kawhi Leonard because he has a coach. Well, yeah, he only has to do so much for the Spurs. His job is pretty easy. His job is to go shut down LeBron, and if he scores 10 points a game, that's just bonus. It's icing on the cake. Yeah, they just showed he's he's got Paul George, he had to score 30 points a game or Pacers weren't winning. Yeah, he had a terrible offense where he's not getting shots. He had to fucking babysit Hibbert and take him on boat rides. (laughs) Like, that's a fucking tough job. It is a very tough job. I mean... He's probably going to tie a fucking anchor to 
his fucking leg and drop him in the fucking lake. All right, someone suggested... So apparently Cleveland's looking to trade their number one pick or whatever, and they said they were talking with the Bulls. So somebody said, would you trade Joakim Noah for the number one pick? No. But you get Embiid. Oof. I don't have a hard time, dude. To go from a sure thing to a true. question mark. But basically it's... Well, the Bulls are in a win-now situation. Are they? Embiid's going to take a couple years. But Derrick Rose is only getting older. Yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how ages work. Yeah, his legs are already bad. His knees are... But Bulls got four or five years. Do you just... Do you quit? Do you go... It's not going to be... Embiid's going to be ready in about four years. But do you say, Rose... We can't trust him, so why, why build around him at all? And when I move to the next, they've phase? already locked him. Oh, he's already got a five-year contract. Doesn't it, if it's dead money, it's dead money, right? Like if you can't, you gotta go with it. You can't. Oh, you can't do that. You gotta go now. But if I can get the next Akeem Olajuwon, it's a question mark. You got Joakim. This is true. But I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, it is interesting. If the Bulls do that, I think they're crazy. But well, they, if they do it, they're giving up on Rose. So if they do that and they just amnesty Boozer, they could also get Melo. Get Melo. They're winning now. Get Melo then and keep Noah because he's already ready. Those three, if Rose can stay healthy, mm-hmm. could at least compete in the top two or three in the East. I hope. Would you rather Mellow or Love? But if you go or Rose, this? Rose, Mellow, and Bead, then that's not nearly as scary. I don't think. Oh. I don't. I don't know what Embiid's gonna be like. Maybe it is like because Noah's Noah's best when he's handling the ball at the high post area. So if you have Noah and Mellow at that high post area, it seems like a little crowded, doesn't it? Well, he's not gonna. Embiid's not going to develop as fast as, like, Anthony Davis. No. Well, I don't know. He's only been playing for three years. But he's improved this much, so why can't... Why Anthony say? Davis was a point guard his whole life. He's got mobility. He was ready. He was primed for the NBA. Embiid's feet, though. He's got good feet. But he still has three years' experience, so he ate up. And look how good he is already. That's against college players that are 6'8". <laughs> you throw him in with the big boys, he's going to get ate up. All right, all right, whatever you say. I don't, I'm sure I totally agree. So uh, let's move on. We'll, uh, you got anything else in small forward you want to talk about? No. no. Advantage heat. Yep. So we got Spurs heat heat, right? Yep. So then we got Rashard Lewis and Boris Diaw. Now, this is the this is the position that we've been rotating yep. over and over again. So we're not sure... Um, what they're going to do with this overall. But I think both of these guys were most important last series in the in the in in their respective conference finals for their team to advance. Um, Richard Lewis has probably earned the start. I hope he does. He probably should start. Yeah, if he, he starts should. making a consistent three, it's, it's trouble. Well, I think, yeah, I, I really think the Heat are going to... I don't even think Haslam's going to play in this series. I don't think he's going to play either. I don't think he'll have any impact on the game because he can't guard Splitter or... He was back versus the Nets, right? He can't guard any of these big boys for the Spurs, so... 
Might as well just leave him on the bench. At least for sure, the, Lewis can start. The only the person he could possibly be around is Diaz. Yeah, really. That's yeah. And he'd probably still get dominated. <laughs> I see him playing only for foul trouble reasons. If Spurs win the first two games, then they might need to throw a wrench into this and bring Haslam in. Throw a switch up. Try to get something going. But other than that, I don't think they're going to see the. I mean, the only person I see instead of Lewis is they throw a Birdman out there. But I gave I gave the advantage to Dial. Me too. But I think it's close because Lewis had a great series or a great end of that series. Right. He started to heat up. He's played so well. I wouldn't be surprised if the Spurs signed him next year. <laughs> and if he. Well, if, if they win, he won't leave the heat, probably. No, but I'm just, I'm, I was just saying, like, <laughs> he's played so well and smartly. Like, he's played smarter than I ever expected Richard Lewis to ever play basketball. He's an old vet, man. And he wants a ring. Yeah, but he was just so crap. Oh, it was crazy. I didn't, I didn't read it, but um, I think it was Abrams for Grantland wrote about how Ray Allen and Richard Lewis are back together after they were Seattle. No, that's right. Yeah. I was like, oh, just bumming out Seattle fans all over the place. Like that would suck, right? See, Lewis and Ray, they were so awesome in Seattle, and then that uh, the Magic God signed him to that awful well, contract. That huge deal. <laughs> but then he went back to the finals. So can you really? Say it was terrible. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but he wasn't worth what he got paid. Nope. And then he, where did he, he went all around? Right? I was he always a big fan of Lewis growing up, though. I really liked it. He was a knockdown shooter. Is that because he was like Bashers now, where he just hung out around the three-point line if, and never wanted the, to post? If Seattle had LeBron James back in the day, he just had those three on the floor. Yeah. They would have crushed. Because they were they were killers from perimeter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. The, I mean, that's almost like the original team. That was like the Spurs shooting that's all those a, that's threes. That's the Splash Brothers right there. Right. The original Splash Brothers. So we'll see. I, I like Diaz. Diaz is so much fun to watch, I think. He can pass. So everyone calls everybody best passing big man. Like, it gets passed around to everybody. Like The whole Spurs. Team. It's like Noah, um, Gasol's, both of Gasol's, um, Duncan, any big yeah. man that can pass at all. What? Any big man that can pass at all is the best big man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lately, people have been claiming uh, Josh McRoberts for no reason, which I don't agree with, but whatever. Well, they said, like, uh, Hibbert and David West, like, passed the ball to each other, like, one time in the Heat series. <laughs> and they're like, these guys are outstanding at passing the ball in the post. It's fucking one play. Outstanding. <laughs> one play. It's like anytime like a big man goes up and like someone jumps in their face and they do the simple wraparound pass where they just basically hand it off to the guy. Look at this passing. Like, <laughs> no, that's not. If a point guard did that, you're like, and he knows where he is. It's fine, you can say that, but don't not say, well, look at amazing passing. Well, yeah. So uh, we'll move on to center. This is probably the closest battle, but. It's Duncan mm. over Bosch. Oof, yeah. It's definitely Duncan. But I think it's the most equal talent. I mean, maybe the four. But I think... But the, I think uh, Duncan's obviously got the advantage here, but I think Bosch... It prevents a matchup, matchup problem. Bosch is probably more important than Duncan in this series, though. He's Bosch is going to take jump shots, or they're not going to win. He's going to stretch the floor, knock down threes. Yep. 
And that's the thing that last year he only this shot. Is a, this is a big difference. He, he shot a few threes, but he was only top of the key, right? He wasn't shooting corner threes back then. Well, he shot like 26 the whole playoffs last year, and he's already shot 61, I think, this year. Yeah. He's shooting 40%. Shot about 38% on the year, on the regular season. He's good, and he's a weapon. Absolutely. That's why I think losing, they make a big deal about Mike Miller walking, but they just added another three-point shooter in Bosch. So, also Richard. Yeah, and Richard. I, I don't think they're going to miss Miller at all this, this series. I think they will. Only because also Shane Batty is not Shane Batty anymore. But we, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, Shane Batty, he's one of those guys, dude. He he has flashes. Dookie. It's not going to happen seven games, but there's going to be one game where Batty goes off like game There's going to be seven. one old man game. It was six straight from three last year, game seven. Yeah, well, you think you're trusting on that again? Dude, it's since blood. The other thing we should mention, it's uh, it's no longer 2-3-2. It's 2-2-1-1-1. Yeah. Two, two, one, one, one. So if that happened last year, it's probably the Spurs. Game over. <laughs> winning <laughs> the last game, or winning game six. If that's how it played out, yeah, there's no way the Heat would have won that game. Right, because Heat had home court advantage, because they had the last two games at home. Well, saying, but the Heat would have had Game Five at home. Yeah. They lost that at San Antonio last year. Right. But I, I think the Spurs. But would have if, won. They, if it would have been a closeout game, Game Six, they would have lost. Yeah. Especially because since they needed a miracle. It took a miracle. Well, it took a miracle comeback from LeBron in the four, the first nine minutes. Yes. And then he choked his ass off. <laughs> and then it took a miracle three. That the catch, amazing step back. Perfectly not stepping out of bounds, not being too short in the corner. Dude, that's impressive. Three. They asked Ray if he had ever practiced that before. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thousands of times. I mean, there's probably a lot of times when you could do it in a game. And anyway. that's the only time he ever used it, and he'd practiced it thousands of times. Like, that's crazy. Is he full of shit? He never looked down. Like, he knew his, he knew he was there. That's, that's He could be full of shit. I believe it. No, I say he's. They say he's always working on his footwork, all the time. He said he knew he needed six steps, backpedaling to make it to the three point line. <laughs> so he said, if I went five, I was short. If I go seven, I'm out of bounds. He's crazy. That's, that's, I wish he wasn't with the Heat because I like him so much. But I, uh, my niece is. She's getting to the point now where I'm trying to get her to focus on sports. Mm-hmm. In the I keep sending like all these pictures of Ray Allen shooting to my mom. Like, print this out, give it to Ashanti, and then I tell her like I tell her stories about Ray Allen's work ethic, and then I I told her about this one. Is is Ray Allen the new Larry Bird? Because when I when I was playing sports, everyone would talk about Larry Bird and doing the bird drill and whatever. Is is Ray Allen our our generation? It is Larry Bird for that? He's the guy. Because it's it's the sweet shooting form. It's Putting up an ungodly amount of shots. But he's going to get taken over by Steph. <laughs> but Steph... He's passing the torch on to Steph. Steph seems more natural talent for, to Steph's me. Steph's got a different that. shot. Ray Allen's so textbook. Steph Curry's just got that crazy quick release that's just wild. He doesn't shoot with correct form. Right. That, it's, it seems to me it's more natural for Steph. Right? Yeah, it's it's, not, it's, it's Ray cool. Allen, you could tell he's been working... He's a robot. For 20 years on getting the perfect shot. He's a robot. 
<laughs> Steph got it from his daddy. But his dad wasn't, I mean, the most amazing shooter. He was good. Yeah. I think I read his dad's book, Dal Curry's book. Wow. You did? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, when, I was, book. when I was in elementary school, all I did was read sports biographies. I go to the library, pick a new sports fan, like, you read it, or like, go pick another. attention and like, go write a fucking essay. No, I just like sports biography, so I read it, pick up the next one, and read that. I read Doc Rivers' uh, one, Man. autobiography. Jordan biographies are the worst. The Jordan Rules? Except for Jordan Rules. Jordan Rules is a really good book, but there's so many that could be. His, his, like, autobiography, which really was, like, a table book. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm surprised people were surprised at his Hall of Fame speech. I was like, no, he's been doing this. <laughs> I've read a lot about him. This is all he does. I was not surprised He just shits on people. Dude, he threw everyone under the bus. Man. Yeah. So, back to Bosch and Duncan. Um, Duncan. So, some people are just like, you know what? It's Duncan's last shot. He's just going to be a man possessed. He has that, that missed bunny in his head from last year, and he's just going to go crazy. Whatever. He can only do so much. He's an old man. He still plays pretty young, but he's not going to score 40 a game. No. He's going to do what he did last year. He's going to put up the same numbers he put up last year. Crunch time, he'll make that He'll make that fucking bunny this year, but... If if you weren't such a LeBron fanboy, you'd want Duncan to win this series, right? Oh, I'd root for him, for sure. If it was Pacers-Spurs. <laughs> a lot of Pacers. Absolutely. It doesn't even have to be a team you hate because the Pacers... Anybody are... playing the Spurs, I'd pick the Spurs. Right. They'd play the right way. I like Popovich. I like, this his, like his smart-ass answers. Who's Austin game? Mahone? Is he from 1D? It's, I don't know. Uh, I can uh, tell you my niece would know this. Good. <laughs> Who's Austin Mahone? He's just on his own, I think. Really? He does a song with Pitbull, yeah. Well, mm. doesn't everyone do a song with Pitbull? Oh, man. You're a fan of this kid? Have you it seen has... him? Do you have all his CDs? I've got a couple. He's got posters on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Is he from Texas? I don't know where he's from. Is he from San Antonio? He likes Mr. Worldwide, though. He's he's wearing his own jersey probably, and I think that's a no no, right? He's wearing seventy four, which I can't imagine is anybody. Yeah, that's, that's an illegal joke. He has to pay a fine. He definitely wasn't born in nineteen seventy four because he looks like he's sixteen. Look at Pop. He's already mad. <laughs> the thing about Pop, since he never smiles, you don't notice he has the like worst teeth. He looks like a vampire. Uh, I've never seen his teeth. Right, that's not good. Ginobili made him laugh, and like, there's just like him laughing. It's just like they're like rounded in the front, like every tooth is rounded and it's yellow, and he's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. But yeah, I I want the Spurs to win just because I, I I love Duncan, and I want him to see one more one more championship. Would it be four or five? Five. Five titles. Where's he all time? Is he top five he's, player? Top ten? Where I think have? he's. Uh, we know he's top ten. Yes. I don't know if he's top five, but he's close. He's right there. So he's Jordan, Magic, Bird. I'm guessing you put LeBron there already. 
I got LeBron out of Bird already. Yeah, I, I was just naming the guys that are probably in front of Duncan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's four. Or do you put Duncan in front of Bird? No, I don't think so. I have to look up how, how many years each played to really know. But how long has Duncan done, like, had the same stats for, like, his entire career? He's Mr. Fundamental, man. He's been doing this for... When he came into the league, what was it? I think he came into the league 99? Right. It was a couple of years before LeBron entered. Like 99. Four years before he entered, yeah. I remember NBA Live, like, 99 or whatever, because the Spurs won that year. So it's 15 years? 15 years, basically every year in all Every year he's been 22 and 10, at least. They beat the they beat the Knicks or whatever, and it was his second year in the league. And Jeff Van Gundy called him the best player in, in the league. <laughs> so, basically... The issue is, is he, is he better than, like, is he, is he the player of that generation? I, wouldn't, I don't know if I can, I'd have to go back and look. I Do don't you put know. him over Kobe? Yeah. Or Kobe. I hate Kobe. Okay. Do you put him over, over Shaq? Me. Oof, that'd be tough, man. I would just, just Probably because of the longevity, but Shaq was such a powerhouse in his prime. Yes. Is this true? Shaq was by far the most dominant big man ever. No, no, no doubt about it. But he just didn't have the longevity that a lot of these big men had. It's because he didn't care. He's he's on to the next thing. Dude, he was just a beast, man. Just dunking on everyone. He was dunking on. Dunk on your mom. Yeah, but I mean, sorry, Rose. <laughs> She's not watching. It's all right. <laughs> All right, time to drink number two after my whiskey ginger ale. Joining Wes on the Surly Furious train. Yep. You were not a fan of the first one you had, right? I think you had this couple podcasts. Yeah, it's getting better, though. (laughs) It's getting better. So we'll move on to the bench. Um, Norris Coles versus that little fat ass, Patty Mills. And some rookie, Joseph. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play that much, though. Uh, Patty Mills has been great this play. Yeah, I gave this one to the Spurs. Me too. So Patty Mills, that's enough. Like, the issue is, so the difference is no Mike Miller for the Heat, but you think Bosch shooting threes and Rashard Lewis shooting threes is good enough to make up for that, right? Well, so they, uh, these are the three. They have Chalmers, James, Lewis, Allen, Battier, and then Cole can shoot too. But they got five real threats from three point. Cole can if he gets hot, he can knock some down. Right. They got plenty of three point shooting. They can hang with the Spurs at three point. I mean it really comes down to the Lewis, because it's the same position. Um Mike Miller was basically four, playing the four. Mike Miller was held together with duct tape pretty much as well. played pretty well this year. Well, this year, yeah, this was his best. Have you heard some of the rumors of, like, what they made Jigger do in, in Memphis? I just learned this this week on the made Low Jigger Post do? podcast. The Memphis coach, mm-hmm. they 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 said, we want you to wear a headset on court so we can talk to you during the game. Who? The, the Memphis, office? yeah. The, Jesus, what are they saying to him? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't, he didn't actually do it, but, like, they suggested they wanted him to do it. They wanted him to wear it. 
That's it. So they could talk to him during the game. Then, like, another one is, like, we want want you to be, like, a pre-game X's and O's guy, but we want Mike Miller to be the player coach during the games. Was another thing they said? Oh, my God. These are all, like, rumors, and there's, like, another crazy rumor. I can't imagine that one. How could you work for somebody who's, like, you know what? We think you're doing all right, but, um, hey, asshole, we're going to tell you what to do (laughs) the entire game. Mike Miller is now your boss. <laughs> we really think that you need a player coach to really get to this. Was great, though. I was rooting for him so hard against the Spurs. Or was it not with the Spurs? It was the Thunder that he played, right? Yeah. Oh, man. He had a couple games where he, he was on fire. He's on fire. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I like Patty Mills has been really good this year, though. This, so, is a, this, is, this should be a close matchup. But basically what I was trying to say earlier is the Spurs seem like they've gotten a couple better guys than they were playing last year. Well, the Heat are trying to replace the, the, the what they had last year. That's true, Like, but and Wade's healthy. The big though. difference is Wade. Wade's healthy. Parker is still hurt. So we'll see. Opening tip about to happen. Um I was listening. I think the mm. live audience is about 10 seconds behind us. I didn't check. Mm. Um, so for all three people <laughs> watching, or we're going to spoil whatever, everything. We're going to ruin it for you for sure. Um, we'll see. So next is Ray Allen Ginobili. This is a fun matchup. I don't think either guard guy can guard the other. Erling Ginobili is both able to run around picks and Uh-oh. the off the ball movement. That's game. Little elbow shot. That was Bosch, right? That was the Bostridge 2-0. Game over. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, I recommend everyone look up this SB Nation article. This guy um, replaced all the automatic draft classes with guys who are 5'7", <clears throat> 145, and, like, zeros on all their skills. <laughs> so, eventually, awesome. like, games are 3-0 nothing in 12. No, that was game one of the NBA Finals was 3 nothing 2034. <laughs> 3-0 <laughs> in 12 overtimes. That was so awesome. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically, it's like that. Just like that. So, so they started Splitter instead of DL. Yeah, and this motherfucker already got fouled. I think it's smart. I think they need to go down. I think the more they get Bosch in foul trouble, the better off they are. Yep. Do you do you have so who who right now do you have guard these guys? Do you put Bosch on Duncan because he's going to get destroyed? Yeah, you have to. I think I think that he might have to. If the Spurs win this game, I could see. Well, you know they're going to get dominated in the post. Yep, they just gotta blitz the guards and force turnovers, which they they will do. Oh, oh corner tray! All right, where are we at? That's here? pretty well contested, though. I liked it. Yeah, that's that's just Bosch being Bosch, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Uh oh. Oh wait, Danny Green with the block, chase down block. Jesus, they brought really <laughs> took his time on that one. Yeah. <laughs> how do, how does uh, Tony Parker look like he's moving out there? Can you believe? So Vegas. Um, oh shit! 
They just said two lines. Like it's like if Parker missed game one and Parker didn't miss game one. What the hell was that? That was that was terrible. That was the worst pass I've ever seen. So if if Parker missed game one or didn't, they didn't have a change on the series line at all. They're like, no, it's gonna be the same. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And both had Spurs favored, which is interesting. That's ridiculous. So Allen Ginobili. Um, Allen's important just because he's gonna space the floor. Um. Whoop. Whoa. Wade looking like last year Wade. Oh boy. Woo wee! Sorry, we're gonna talk eventually. We gotta stop watching the game and start keep talking. <laughs> um, I got it as a wash. Ginobili played terrible last year. He was hurt. He's healthy this year. He's healthy. So that's that's a little less of Wade being hurt. Oh, whoa! Call for the Spurs. That was totally Adam's splitter. So, that's another thing. Ginobili being healthy is a big change from last year because he was all-time awful last year in the finals. He was. Um, back but to the low post. Everyone should just listen to low post if they want an intelligent could, conversation. He could still be bad this year too, though. He's not, go- he's not hurt. So what I heard on the low post, well, he was making Ginobili, Ginobili was injured um, the second game of the playoffs and played the rest of the playoffs, like, badly He's hurt. still making dumbass decisions. Yeah, well, it, you, maybe he, had, he was forced to make those decisions because he physically could do option B. It could be because the Heat defense threw him off. Yeah. Nice. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna go with the wash. I think they're both gonna come off the bench and light it up. I'm gonna say wash. I'll right. give it to Ginobili because he's more of a playmaker. Like to me, Ray Allen is a souped-up version of Danny Green in this series. A guy yeah. who can make threes, but uh, but he's not though. gonna contribute other things to the offense like. Ginobili is going to hit his threes. He's also going to be able to get in the lane and get other guys open. So that's why I give it to Ginobili. Okay. But you're basically basing it all off of LeBron's going to drive, so he's going to create open shots for Ray Allen, and he's going to knock him down. Yeah, he's just going to knock everything down. So I can go with that. You're doing a good job so far of um, getting Wade or LeBron at that 18-foot area, although Kawhi did a nice job forcing him farther out now. Here we go. Oh, he missed it. There you go. It's a big boy. There's Richard missing. Uh, I think that's a big thing. If Richard Lewis doesn't make a shot, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long series for the. He's heat. 0 for two so far. Yep. So let's move on to Battier and Spicy Meatball Marco Bellinelli. Oh my god. He missed it, but Splitter just got destroyed. Yeah, that's fine. It's about blue knee out. It's all right. Make him pay on the other end. So Bellinelli, I mean, he's going to come off. The, they both going to do about the same thing or try to do the same thing. Bellinelli's slightly better, but I don't know. I, I think they're both going to get limited minutes because Bellinelli can guard nobody. I don't know who. I mean, I guess he could come in and guard a couple of the other uh, of the subs, but you don't want him on Wade. You don't want him Chalmers. You don't want them on Allen. They just come in and guard each other. I mean, yeah. Pretty it's much. basically like if one's in foul trouble, the other one's like, all right, we can rest our guy and put the, put, put the other in. 
because I can't fail. But we'll, we'll see. I gave the advantage to Bellinelli just because I did. I think but he's more reliable of a shooter at this point. <laughs> I think he's more reliable a shooter. He's again a guy who can actually uh, he can handle the ball a little bit. I don't know what Batty is going to do. He he's another guy who's going to come in only if he's forced to. But we'll see. Like if Richard Lewis fails to make shots the whole series and yet to bench him, yeah, that's bring Batty is important. He, he'll still he'll still make the corner three. He's gonna have to play. We'll just I don't know if he's gonna make shots. Yes. So we'll move on to the next one. Haslam Bonner. Uh, do we need to talk about <laughs> either? Of these? I give the edge to Haslam actually in this. Oh, wash. Even though Bonner started last game for the Spurs, they're both gonna be no factor in this series. Mm-hmm. My guess. But Bonner's a guy who can make threes. Ginobili's already in trying to guard Wade. Oh! The fundamental just got fundamental. <laughs> he didn't get a lot of help. Yeah, they're not a factor. This next one's interesting. Splitter started, as Wes was saying earlier, um, in the Birdman. Flying alien weather. Yeah. Did you like Doug the Thug Collins? Using a two thousand early two thousands Birdman rap. What? Uh, one of the pregame shows, um, Doug Collins sent, did a lyric of Birdman. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Jail went, <laughs> and then like Doug came out with a lyric. Wow, it was awesome. I wouldn't expect that. Doug the Thug, baby. I guess this one's a wash through the splitter. I got splitter. Birdman. I like splitter a lot. I like Birdman. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna play a key role in this series. He's got to provide some kind of spark off the bench. Well, he's gonna. If there's ever foul trouble, he's gonna have to play well. Splitter's got. He's got problems. He. Have you seen him this playoffs? He's been good. Now he's run into the heat though. He's got confidence <laughs> issues. He's like Roy Hibbert when he got rejected last year at the rim by LeBron. That was last year. Just derailed him. I can't. Here's here's Wes. What's his whole preview for the Spurs? Yeah, but now he's facing the Heat. He's basically what it's come another, down to. It's another animal. It's another animal. But he's much better than he was last year. He was much the better Thunder, than his playoffs going into the The Thunder are an offensive juggernaut when they get going. Uh-huh. But they only have one true defender, and that's Ibaka. Now they're going that's up against a team that actually causes havoc on the defensive side. And I think it's this splitter, he's going to – it's a wash. Birdman's a stud when he comes off the bench. He can only play like 20 minutes a game. But he gives you like a little far, but I think he's a very good bench player. He gives you 140%. (laughs) Stud's a little far because, you know. For a bench player, he's a bench stud. He's about as good as you can get coming off the bench for a big man. He's got tons of energy. He runs till he pukes. He's awesome. He's like Dennis Rodman like five years ago. He's a Rodman (laughs) that just can't start. He's a Robin who's not as good defensively at rebounding. Or, <laughs> well, if he played, well, he's not as good at rebounding, obviously. Yes. But if he played starter minutes, if he was in that good of shape, he'd be tough. He'd put up some good numbers. Yeah. He'd be. Close. He's probably better offensively than Robin, but he's not as he's not as good a defender. He's no. not a great. Defender. He's not even close to Robin. No. Not even close. But who is Robin? Was an all-time great. Todd Gibson. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ron was awesome, dude. He pulled down like 20 Even, like, before, a night. <laughs> yeah, before he retired, he was still grabbing 16 boards a game. It's insane. So we want to move on. Do you have any X factors? I put, uh, I think, I just put Bosch and Duncan. Because I think Duncan has to outplay Bosch in the series. Okay. For the first to win. I mean, I think that's true because... But I think Bosch, with this, if he's hitting three-pointers, this series could get interesting. He, if he can open up the floor for LeBron and get Popovich to stretch out his defense a little bit... With the Spurs just to go zone, though? Spurs usually have three or four guys waiting for LeBron. So if they can knock down threes, this could cause problems. But they... You know what I would love to see? And it will never happen. Put Duncan on Wade. Duncan on Wade? Make Wade shoot 18, 20-footers. He'll blow by Duncan. Not if he gives him space. Make him shoot. Well, Tell him to Wade's shoot. Wade's actually been shooting pretty good. That's fine. I'm okay if if I'm okay if the if the Heat are relying on Wade shooting 18 footers. I'm totally. I don't okay. want to give anything open to these guys. Really, I don't want to get them going. And they get to play. Wade defense. can't shoot. I don't care. I don't care what you say. Wade can't shoot. Dude, he's a good shooter from the mid range. He's okay. That's what I, I don't want to see it for the whole game. I would just like to see that change. If, if if you're getting killed on threes or whatever, that's the switch I would make. I'd say, whatever, Wade, do what you want. Dude, he'll get crushed. You can have you can send help. It's not that hard. I'm not scared of Wade driving. That's a game. bad matchup. You're gonna be fired, man, if you try to do that shit. <laughs> well, luckily I'm not employed, and we're not getting paid at all for this. <laughs> No, I'm talking about no, no, I know, coaching. I, I would try it a little, couple insane, times. Man. No, I don't think it's insane. He's still got a little flash in him, not a lot. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you, you do it and you're just like, Duncan, you got him one-on-one, lock him down. I'm saying you put him on there and you let other people help. Oh, Ginobili. He's going already. But I, I also don't think it's going to come down to that. But that that's what I would do if Bosch is going crazy on the three. That's it. That's the change right there. No, you just make... Timmy's just going to have to go out and guard Wade, or guard Bosch. Yeah. Stretch it out. We'll see. We'll see. And that's only if the ghosts... If they, if they stay the same way. Because basically they've gone from one in, four out, to five out. Yeah. Or what they're trying to that's do. That's good. That's how they need it to be. Mm. So we'll see. Um, so you have Bosch versus Duncan being the X Factor. I think the X Factor, I mean, it's obvious, is Parker's health. Yeah, that's true. But besides that... He looks pretty healthy so far. Uh, I would say Richard Lewis's three-point shot. If he's if he's hitting threes, it's going to... I think it's more important than Bosch hitting threes. Because I don't think Bosch is going to hit 40% continually. I think he'll still hit a good percent. It'll be 35 which is good. Which is, which is all you need out of him. I think he's gonna hit forty, maybe fifty. Whoa, fifty, fifty percent. Don't ever thirty-five shit out of him. Like thirty-five is a bad percentage for a, for a guy playing center. 
It's the Bostrich we're talking about. <laughs> he just got a three-point shot this year. He's going to hit for 50%. He's one for one right now. So I think I saw officially, but I didn't double-check on any sort of news. Um, Steve Ballmer gets the Clippers, right? Yep. I think uh, Donald approved the sales. Developers, developers, developers. <laughs> so, if you're interested in Steve Ballmer, um, just Google Steve Ballmer meme, and there's all sorts of crazy things he's done. That guy's a nut. So he was CEO for Microsoft, and he'd come out with like crazy antics during like any of their conventions. There's one time where he's just he jumps up and down, and his is, the weirdest part was. His arms when he was cheering, like he was like jumping around like a ang- angsty like teenage girl. Like, <laughs> he's losing his voice, and then he gets to the podium and he's like, "No one told you to sit down." But he's fun. So I hope what if the if I was running the media for the Clippers. The opening night, I would remix all those crazy moments on YouTube. Pay a DJ to say, Don't even make, do that. mix this into songs. Just put him down there with the microphone live in the middle of the floor. <laughs> I say, hire Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. <laughs> Come in, remix this song, and have all those memes into one. Oh, man. That guy's a character. Or have him redo developers, developers, developers into Clippers, 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 <laughs> and have have him like on the jumbotron yelling at the yelling at the ah. crowd. Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. <laughs> so this, so should they change their name? No. Don't let that guy ruin the franchise. He sold the team. Just keep the name. Yeah, but the Clippers isn't a good nickname, I don't think. I like the Clippers. The other thing is, they've had no success as the Clippers. Like, well, the last few names that have come out of, like have been bad. Like the Pelicans. Uh-huh. Don't change your name to something fucking ridiculous. Do you like Charlotte Hornets coming back, though? Right? I like that one. It's a good one. Now, so Bill Simmons and Dave Damashek have always been proponents of changing the name to Hollywood. So they're from Hollywood, not L.A., Hollywood Knights with a K. No, I don't like that. No, why not? Well, I guess it's not that bad, though. I mean, you got that song, Hollywood Knights, already from Seeger. Right. Something no one from younger generations is going to know at all. They don't know the Silver Bullet band, but... Well, I don't know. I guess if it's a good name, I'll go with it. If it's a name like the Pelicans... I would like to see them rebrand, though, because I don't love their look. The red, white, and blue? I mean the curse of script and kind of boring uniforms and there's no really Clippers symbol. A, be- a red, white, and blue blast- basketball is. What if they just change their name to Dunk City? Dunk City or yeah, Lob City? Lob City, yeah. There you go. I would love it if they went with no nickname but just Lob City. They aren't Lo- Los Angeles Lob City. They just become Lob City. That's Lob City, it. That's it, yeah. Lob City. I, I think that would be great. I would love that. And then six years from now, just change your name once they suck. No, I think you just keep down. it Lob City the whole time. <laughs> just draft all dunkers. 
You need a good point guard, and you need guys who have ups so they can go into it. Oh, my god! How'd they call an offensive foul on that? Oh, they call an offensive? Yeah, I don't know where. They're saying there's a push. That was interesting. All right, so we didn't ever pick um, the series. Oh, no, we did. So what's you? I'll go first since I make you made you go first the entire time. I got Spurs in seven because of home court advantage. Oh, I think they're a little better than last year. Now here's my only issue. I don't like easy, easy. I don't like betting against back-to-back champions. There's always an issue. The other thing is everyone's picking the Spurs for some reason. But like, aren't we? Aren't the back-to-back champions? It's America's there? team. Everyone's America's team when they're playing. Except for the Pacers, everyone hated the Pacers. Everyone was still rather have the Pacers in this though. No, that's not true. Everybody was. Everyone was on your side of the train for Lance Stevenson. Well, they, yeah, he really ruined it for them. He's just told. And Roy Hibbert's kind of a whiner too. No one really likes Roy. Roy Hibbert is the biggest cheerleader when they're winning, than just the biggest fucking douchebag when they're losing. He's in a glass case of emotion. He is. Oh God. Oh, can we? Yeah. That was a bad shot. So you got Spurs in seven. I got Spurs in seven. Winning on the home court. I think they're slightly better than last year, and they should have won last year in six. But But because of the series change, they'll win in seven. The Miami Heat should have beat Dallas the first year, but they blew a 25-point lead in the fourth quarter. Well, that's why you, you don't leave the jet open. So let's not let's not go back and say this first year one. But that was in they six games. It. That was they in blew six it. games. They still had a chance to win game seven. They lost. Yeah, but that's because of the stupid two. So, oh, yeah, cows hand the cookie jar. Boop. I'm gonna take the Heatles in six. Because I think because if it goes to seven, you don't like them in game seven. I think seven? The, the new format. This actually suits them perfect because they're a good road team. They're going to steal home court advantage tonight. They're going to put the pressure on the Spurs. And all, after they win tonight, they just got to win every home game and they're home free. So if they don't win tonight, what do you think? Then they'll win game two. <laughs> they've won, a, they've won a, home, a road game in 15 straight playoff series. They don't lose on the road every game. Except for... So they're going to steal home court one of these first two games. Oh, that was all ball. Just because he... Oh, look at this. Yep, got him. <laughs> that was too quick. Can you see? Here, this is... Oh, ooh, little hand. <laughs> Get out of here. A little bit of hand. Get out of here. There was a... We were playing soccer, and the other team got a red card, so then uh, their goalie started flopping anytime we went around him. So somebody just ran next to him, and he picked the ball up and jumped straight up in the air and went perpendicular to the parallel to the ground and fell. <laughs> and the ref just stared at him and was like, "Don't jump." <laughs> I was like, I was playing defense, and his forward was like, "That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen." <laughs> you guys are, oh man. I gotta come watch one of these games. No, I'll no. Come to, let me come to a noon game. You shouldn't. You shouldn't come to any of the games. I'll tell you that now. Uh, 
moving on to hold on. The MLB draft is going on right now. For anybody, the the Cubs picked another position player, um, which makes sense. All the high all the high uh, ceiling guys kind of went. The only pitcher I wanted that was on the board still is Nola, the LSU pitcher. But basically, he's one of those guys. He's gonna be a fast riser, and then uh, not not do anything after that. Um, like he'll be a three, four, five, three is his his peak. But but we'll see. They pick the they pick the catcher out of Indiana, which I'm not the biggest fan of because he doesn't really have a position. He's not a great catcher. Has to play first base if he moves up. Sounds like a typical Kobe move. But, you know, if he hits like Chris Bryant did last, that was the selection last year, I can't really complain. (laughs) Wes's intent. This is a bad decision because Wes can't pay attention to anything except for the game right now. (laughs) I'll listen. And his team's losing. Um... I'll check real quick to see who the car... Ooh-wee! That little fat ass draining the trays. Calm down, bro. Oh, da You guys want my pick? What's your pick? We got our, we got a guest star. Spurs and four. Spurs is in a sweep. Spurs. Michael Berry Spurs. putting the D on the table. That's a bad call. I would agree it's a bad <laughs> The Spurs are really good on the road. They always win on the road. Uh, I forget how did how did it go. The Heat didn't go 2-0, right? It was 1-1 and then 2-1. We're talking about Spurs won game one last year. Right, in Miami, right? That's a foul. There's one foul. Two fouls on the Spurs is going to get called. Are you going to start counting them? Just getting robbed. <laughs> this is this is totally uh, all Adam Silver wants to do. They just took 30 seconds off the clock. Oh, now they put it back on. All right, now we're even. <laughs> <laughs> we're even. We're even now. So, Wesley, did you do any uh, Belmont Stakes research? Oh, dude. I was up till three in the morning last night. Yeah. I don't know if I know who I'm gonna pick still, but so the big question is, you're not gonna make money from California Chrome. You're not gonna make money, but do you think he's gonna win? But the answer is still, California Chrome is still the heavy favorite. So he's a heavy favorite now because just because they know everyone's going to bet on them. Would he be the heavy favorite anyway? That's what I want to know. Well, no, he's the best horse in the race by a long shot. There's he's already he's already beat most of these guys right handily. Training curve was gaining ground in the Derby. He got second, but. They kind of pulled up on Chrome. He wasn't really finishing strong. Is this the the last one was the longest, or this is the longest? This one's longest. So that's the issue I have. So both in the Derby and in the Preakness, 
but none of these horses are bred for a mile and a half. All the big stakes races are always like a mile, mile and a quarter. None of them are a mile and a half. Right. Maybe most of them are one and one sixteenth of a mile. Like nobody's bred to go a mile and a half because nobody pays for a mile and a half horses to breed because you go and race them like once a year, maybe with that. Except for right now when all these horses. Are the so same like, California, he's once from, a month. He's from two sprinters. His pedigree is terrible, but he's the LeBron James of the field. He's a physical freak. He's the best horse. He should win this race. Unless something disastrous happens in the last quarter of a mile and he falls apart. So he, so you're saying we're going to have our first Triple Crown winner in how he many years? He's going to win the Triple Crown. It's just going to happen? And he could blow this thing away, too. I think he can win by, like, ten lengths. Just crush everyone. He's not going to win by 31, like, Secretariat, but... So... So it's not going to be... Yeah, they're going to go out this race. They're not going to hold back like they did on the last two. Just crush everyone. Like Secretariat, the first two races, they kind of had him kind of as a, as a stalker. Yeah. But the, in the Belmont, they just let Secretariat go and they just fucking crush the field. Set the course record. So and there's no speed in this race. There's nobody fast. There's so. no one that's going to... Press him. So, well, they're not going to make him press and, like, outrun himself. There's not a lot of speed. I mean, there is... Nobody's an early runner. There's no one early runner. No, no early that's, runners. That's what I'd be worried about if I was... So he's, he's just going to sit back in the three or four spot like he has the last two races. And then he'll wait till his move and just crush people. So that, that's... I would be worried about if there was... Just because the, the jockey's going to be nervous, too... And he's going to be like, all right, push, push, stay like in position and wear the horse Dude, out. Dude, he's been perfect. Yeah, this horse was pretty erratic Stop. when he first started. Oh, ever since, nice. ever since this new jockey took over. You're live. Oh, shit. No, I invited my brother on. Why on a podcast, guys? <laughs> where I are you? In, but then I got to the bar and it, it was too loud to keep watching. Well, it was too loud. We're pre-drinking our softball game. Oh, okay. Well, everyone's live right now. Do they want to pick uh, the the NBA series? I was just telling my softball team about Swaggy P license plates. Oh, yeah. About the Swaggy P license plates, I don't know. If you yeah. yeah. Um, will you allow me to put that as our Twitter symbol? Putting Absolutely. Putting the license, license plates up on as our head, as I got a uh, I got one comment from a lady in the parking lot the other day about the swaggy pee plates. Uh huh. Now if I you were to you, what's that? I meant to bring up to you. Do you feel bad that you're going to be disappointing women everywhere when they see your license plate? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Hold on. There you go. What? I said I meant to bring up to you. Do you feel bad when you disappoint women everywhere by seeing that license plate? They're like, oh, this guy's got a swaggy pee. And then oh. <laughs> I, I was just going to bring that up, too. I was like, are you worried because you have a tiny penis that your swaggy pee is just a lie to the world? Nah, man. It's all truth. 
Oh, you want a prediction out of me? Is that why you called me? Yeah, sure. Live chat. I, I forgot you had softball. On well, so the, the options are Heaton four, five, six, or seven, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I just watched Ginobili splashing left and right. Yeah. So uh, I did seven. Yeah. So what did you do? Heaton six. Can I take? Uh, I'm. Uh, I'll take uh, the Spurs in seven. Oh my God! That's uh, that's the Sherry way. That's the correct pick. Get this guy's ugly mug off our screen. <laughs> <laughs> Next caller. Next caller. <laughs> yeah. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, Enemy of the podcast. So you could hang up or add anyone else on that who wants to talk. It's up to you. Let me show you the softball game. Softball team. This is Magoo's. Is the guy drinking? You're not. You're not at Mangos, or is it at Magoo's? He raised the prices on his beers. (laughs) (laughs) Good as good as plenty as any. So we have three people picking the Spurs. I think that automatically makes them a winner. Barry picks Spurs in four. That's right. Barry knows what's up. So do you oh. think uh, do you think California Chrome's going to win the Triple Crown on Saturday? Uh, my prediction is California Chrome breaks his leg on the second furlong. <laughs> what did you say? Chrome's going to break his leg on the second furlong. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dirty, bro. Three. Get the almonds factory by four o'clock. So, what's the other things we've talked about? Mike, you know Steve Ballmer, right? Are you familiar with Steve Ballmer? Yeah. I uh, don't know why he's buying the team. He can't run a company. He should have been fired a long time ago. Well, he's no longer with the company. Oh, I know. There's a reason he's no longer with the company. because he sucks at being a manager. So, what I was saying is... He should have all his memes come out and and lead the team out. So like, he should go developers, 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 and like get a chant going for his team. <laughs> that doesn't get nerdier than that. No, but, but I said he should just redo it and do it with Clippers, like Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. <laughs> the whole team do it. Yeah. I, I said. You should get Mr. Worldwide Pitbull to remix all his memes together. That's a smart business decision. Absolutely. Well, thanks thanks for joining and being our second guest today. Mike Berry has featured himself. That's nonsense. Why wasn't I first? Because he lives here, so he walked in. He interrupted us. I meant to uh, text you when you invited me to look at this. It looks like the way you got the lighting, it looks like you got a... Oh, no, it looks shitty. I was going to say, uh, Christopher. My, face, my Facebook post was, uh, uh, I hope you're a couple in because it's going to be blurry. Swaggy B! <laughs> we probably should turn that other light on towards this direction, but that would be smart things to do. Uh, I, I can't even see the video. Because I'm, I'm Bane right now. I was, gr- I was born in it. Uh, you're born, born in the darkness. You got Swaggy P lit up as he should be, and you got the darkness, darkness. 
Yeah. They're like, well, that's Bulls burn out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you a sponsor for these light bulbs? I'm going to get some more pregame drinking in. All right. All right, break Later. Bye. All right, that was our first live guest. Hopefully everyone's enjoying that. That was good. Yeah. So if Kelly Chrome doesn't win, who's your pick? Uh, let me see. Well, I'm going to bet against him because uh, I have to make money here. Yep. So I'm actually the – I'm going to go with Commissioner. Okay, what's his odds right now? 20 to 1 were the opening odds. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Commanding Curve, Metal Count. Pretty much all the high odds, I'm just going to put them all in first place. And then so I'm gonna, are I'm these all win bets, or are these separate? I'm going to box six horses for a trifecta. Six horses. And none of them will be California Chrome. He's going to miss the board completely. So you're really hoping Mike's prediction of legs <laughs> is leg breaking on the first turn no, would be good for you. Just outraced. I don't want to see him get hurt. But I'm going to box six horses. What if, what if like, a, a no-name horse knocks him and, like, fucks him up so that that horse is disqualified and Chrome's just, like, boxed out? You down with that? I'm down with that. Okay. So, so you have those. So, is is there any way to make money if it's Kelly Chrome and then the two longest shots? Like, what are the longest odds right now? Is there anyone like that's sixty or higher? No. Well, the opening odds were thirty. That's the highest. But someone's gonna go up in that. Both of these horses, like if you read the blogs and stuff, like people are wondering like what they've ever done to deserve a shot at the Belmont, like. <laughs> They just have nothing on their resume that shows that they can hang. And so, so they're gonna go off it. Somebody's gonna go off it like fifty to one, sixty to one. Hey, I'm sure like before California Chrome ever put a race in, everyone's like, "What has this horse done to be part of these stakes?" Until he got this new jockey. That's what I was saying when Mike called in. Like this uh-huh. new jockey, they used to start him out. Um, they, they used to him out hot. They used to run him out early, and when this new jockey took over, he held him back and let the other guys race out. And he hasn't lost a race since. He's he's won six in a row since he got the new jockey. He's gonna win seven in a row. So here's what I don't: who who figures out how well the horse races? Like, is this a trainer thing? Is that a jockey to jockey thing? Do you know, to know that if they much? have a good horse? Like, or no, like how to race that horse. Like what's the best oh, way to race a horse? Because well, I'm sure they're like... Most of, it's, most of what they know is going to be pedigree, a lot of it. Like they're going to know if this horse is going to have the stamina. So Chrome was two spinners, right? He was from but, two he's, spinners. but this one, dude, they got lucky. Dude, these were two startup guys. They got an old trainer. He's like 80 years old. But they got lucky. This is like a once in a million chance. Apparently, a crappy trainer who said you gotta race this horse out right away to get out ahead of the pack. <laughs> right, because that's the guy who made the original jockey. Or well, right? they might just had a, they probably had an inexperienced jockey that just couldn't control the horse or something. I don't know. But somehow this guy, ever since he started riding him, 
the horses stayed back, stalked the lead, and just crushed it. Yeah. He's moving, and he's still getting, I mean, I don't want to say he's getting better every race, but he hasn't really regressed at all. Like, this California Chrome's running strong still. I mean, the past two races, both of them, especially the Derby, basically, like, after that first turn and I saw his position, I was like, oh, Chrome's got it. Game's over. It was like you when the Heat made their first shot. Two to nothing, it's over. But I was actually right yeah, because it was like, oh, he's not boxed in. He's perfect placement. He's right behind the leaders. He's going to crush them. And that's the thing. Like, the horse, he's great out of the gate. This yeah. horse, he's never in trouble. He's great. He's always quick out of the gate, and he just settles into that three or four spot. And that's that's the only issue I had with the Derby because the Derby can screw you where yeah, there's so many horses. He had no issues. Yeah, he just got out quick, got settled, out settled in. So who is the jockey? Is he a famous jockey? Is he like a? That's yeah, he's famous. It's uh, okay. I think it's Victor Espinoza. Right. So I think once they figured out they had a contender, they're like, well, let's get a good jockey on this guy. So it might have been a different jockey who actually figured out, hey, he's a, he's the guy who needs to save his sprint for the end. And then they're like, hey, this is what he is. But he started out as being crappy. He's good, man. He's a stud. And he's this is a perfect horse for this race because closers don't win the, the Belmont. You'd think, like, you'd think closers would have the advantage because, because the they horses have more would time. die out. But they die out too, and they, they can't kick it in. So it's everyone's tired. you got to be near the lead if you're going to win the Belmont. So the issue is, will Kelly California Chrome... Just people shouldn't be nervous if he's pull to pull, should they? If he gets the lead, if he starts in the lead, I'd be nervous if he starts in the lead. But I think he could. But you said it. there's nobody out there that's really. There's not a lot of speed, but the, his almost all of his races he's not in the lead. Though. I agree, but like the thing is, like if you race he's at the best his horse pace, in the race, though. And and you're just like, well, he this is his normal pace. If for he's never season. done it though, he'll be freaked out himself because he won't know what's going on. But I think yeah. they they're not gonna put him on the lead. But do you slow down if we, you're a jockey? If you're like in the lead, or you're like no, they slow do they down. slow down because the Derby was a slow pace too. They just held him back. Yeah, because he's he, still gonna have. A but he's on kid. he's on number two. He's the second post. Yeah, that's what he. He's pretty much pretty similar in Derby too. He had. Yeah. They're gonna hold. They're gonna hold him back. He's not gonna lead the Derby or the Belmont. I would like to see it. They don't want him out front because horses. They have to run their race. Like Secretary was just an animal, and they're only like. Well, they're all animals. They're, they're like, horses, Wes. There were five horses in that race. So like, so the the thing. If it, he would have stayed with the pace, he would have ran like a two seventy because or two two forty five or something. Like one of the worst times ever because everyone was way behind. So I don't know the. Background on Secretary. What was there? Other good horses in that race? Like I just oh, there was, was one good horse. It was because it was Secretariat and I think his name was like Blaze or something like that. Uh huh. They were the only like they battled only legit the horses. first two races, the Preakness and the Derby. They they battled for first and second, and Secretariat won it by like. A nose, like in Derby, and then he won it by like two length. two lengths or something. And those horses ran it again, and he just got crushed though in Belmont. So, 
the reason that he won by so much might be the jockey error on Blaze or whatever. Because if he stayed slow with the rest of the pack, I just got creamed because his horse doesn't have the same kick. No, they they sent Secretary to the front in the Belmont. They just let him go. No, I mean he like, led the whole race. Yeah, I'm saying like Blaze, the Blaze jockey screwed oh. up because they were such slow pace, and he thought Secretary like he did. He had no shot. Secretary was awesome. Oh, hey, was that a was, was that a course record? Yeah, still holds still today. Yeah. It's actually it's six seconds faster than the last four Derby. The last four Derby or Belmonts have been they've been two thirty, and Secretary ran two twenty four. But now there's more competition. Like Secretary, he had no dude. He, they just went for it because they knew he was going to win. But now there's so much competition in the race. Like your horse has to run their race or they're going to get beat, bro. You can't you can't falter and run too early and die out in the stretch. That'd be the greatest story. Because Secretary right? could have died on the stretch and he still would have won the race. <laughs> He's so far ahead. The jockey could have pulled him over the finish. But line. if you do that in today's game, where you got horses, ten that horses that are stalking you at the end of the race, like. But you you were just saying there's no horses you're scared of. Not really. It all comes down. The only thing you'd be worried about is pedigree. If he can't go this distance, but every sign's pointing toward him being able to do it. Mm-hmm. He's handled both races fine. You'd just be worried if he's in the loop. But he's had to race. This will be his third race in five weeks. And you also got to think about that. That's that's a lot. When else did he race? The, the Derby, Preakness, and then now. But, the Derby was five weeks ago. No, I had to be more than that. Nope. I felt like it was like once a month. No, it's the Preakness was two weeks after the Derby. The right. Belmont's three right. weeks after the Preakness. So you got to worry about it a little bit. Like, if he loses, it's only because he's worn out or something. And so, are there any other horses that will run all three races? And yeah, there's four of them in here. Four of them. So you have... Is Rydon Curlin still in? Rydon Curlin's still there. And so I, I'm definitely throwing him out because he's not as good of a horse and he's going through the same... Yes. Same grueling same punishment. Grind. Yeah, the same grind. So I'm throwing him out. Not the same one. Uh, General A-Rod. There might be three of them. I think A-Rod, he has got all three. Okay. And plus, you could, I think you can throw them out anyway because if they haven't beat him yet, they're not going to beat him now. Like, get rid of him. Mm-hmm. It's these newcomers. Like, the last... I think nine out of the last... 13, something like that, have been have not raced the Preakness. They've raced the the Derby, set out the Preakness, and won the Belmont. Okay. So they lost the first one, sat out the second, won the Belmont. Like nine out of the last 13 winners. So that's another reason I like commanding curve because he's, he's fresh and he almost caught Chrome. I mean, I, I would like I like that bet. Because that makes sense to me. Just logically, that makes sense. Yeah, he's fresh. He's ready to go. Although, let's say Chrome had a blister in his throat for the Preakness and still won it, and now that's gone. So, like, I heard rumors of the blister, and then like I stopped her- hearing it like the day before. I was like, oh, that must have gone. Now, will will they be able to break the track record since everyone's gonna be able to wear the nasal strip? <laughs> no, they're not gonna come close to Secretary. 
That that's the only story I want to see. Like that he wins the triple crown and he like beats Secretariat Sam. Or the thing the thing is like to beat Secretariat. There's gotta be no kind of like you either have to be an early sprinter or like an early leader and just go for it. You can't be a presser or anything. Like the only one that could beat it is the early, because if you try to if you try to let somebody else lead and. But Secretary was was it the same thing as Chrome, right? He was a presser, right? Not in the not in the Belmont though. But not in the Belmont, but I mean they as just a horse. crushed it, dude. Like if you watch the right you watch the Belmont replay. The Chrome California Chrome <laughs> people should do it. Screw the triple crown, just dominate from beginning to end. By the time Secretary Take that horse by the out. time he got to the first turn, the the race is already over. He was he was yeah. crushing people already. That's what I want Chrome to do. I want Chrome to come out They're not gonna do and it, crush it. Fuck it, dude. You got 1.5 on the line. You're not going to do that. You're already going to be super rich from taking Chrome out to stud feed. No, they said he's got a... Since his pedigree is so bad, I think they said he's got a, a pretty low ceiling on his... Isn't he making stud? His own pedigree, though? Like, what does it matter? Like, what's he... Have? Like, whatever, we got these crappy pedigrees up to now, but look at him now. He won a triple crown. Like, are you going to breed? Are you going to breed? Are you going to go for a stud who has. He's starting the pedigree, or are you going to go for the one that's got this stud? So you're saying with if, four if I have more, a horse that won a triple crown, it doesn't matter <laughs> that. No, it doesn't it matter because matter. his bloodlines are still bad. He's just a freak of nature. But they combine. They combine for him to be good. That's you, what I don't no, understand. You the whole point of breeding is to make someone like California Chrome, right? Yeah, but that's what they're saying. Like, you want to go for the horse that's like California Chrome, but so was his grandpa and so was his great granddad. You want three of them stacked up, or yeah, four but of them? No one's been that since '76. No, sure. There's still a bunch of them that are. <laughs> there's still a lot of them that are better bloodlines than Chrome. No, I understand bloodlines, but no one's won the Triple Crown. Forever, so why well, there's a lot. Yeah, but there's more that goes into it than that. A lot of it's luck. I mean, this horse is a freak, but still, genetics run deeper than just this horse. Oh, it's a foul! Come on. Well, things like this just make me think like they, they're, they're on the right track, but they don't totally understand it. Like they think they do how to breed. No, they have right a pretty horses. good understanding. That's why horses sell for 60000 when they're born. They know. But all the big-time guys now basically just buy horses up, right? Yeah, but they pay twenty grand a pop. They still buy a bunch of horses. Right. But they only need to hit one out of 40 to make a killing. That's why I don't understand, like, why anyone pays a lot of money when you can, you could rather just buy a... Like all the all the big time guys by well, like hundreds, right? They paid eight thousand dollars for California Chrome's, uh-huh. but those, those are startup moms. And I don't know. I think they paid like two grand for the stud fee. Mm-hmm. So they paid like ten grand total for Chrome. And they they they, they were probably just trying to make a little bit of money at Los Alamitos. They probably California. were like, hey, this will be fun. We'll make our money back, yeah. and it'll be fun to own a horse. But That's what it's like. I, I have people, like, somehow LeBron James that. popped out, and they got a freak. But are you going to pay ten grand a pop 
for a stud fee for this horse? Did Delonte West also fuck California Chrome's mouth? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uncalled I'll take for. that as a yes. I mean, they have the same color face. That's true. And, you know, we've all seen LeBron's mom. Like, it seems like the same story to me. Honestly, that'd be a, a toss-up. I don't know, but I'm going to... So I'm going to box six horses. None of them will be Chrome. We got numbers yet? I'm going to root for Chrome. But if he... If somehow he fucks up, I could be in some money. Are you going to have less money on this than he did in the Preakness? Same. Well, where I'm putting in one bet this time. Where are you going to be? Are you going to be able to bet. put in OTB? I'm going Friday to put it in. <laughs> He's committed. Six-horse box for a trifecta is 120. And I'm just going to throw it in, walk away, and we'll see what happens. So if it hits... If, if Chrome is not in the winning and a couple double-digit odds are in there, it could be big. Absolutely, it could be big. It seems, it seems like a low percentage chance for you. Yeah, I think... Well, dude, honestly... When you look at it, every every time we do this, we say Chrome's gonna win, or we said Big Brown's gonna win, and they never win. And there's a reason because that's it's the reason. So grueling. That's the reason I would say no, just because. So if you look at the odds, you're for like, the past, there's no way this is gonna happen. Forty but, years now, but this always happens. They never win. The past forty years, uh, no one's done it. So no, why? Seventy nine. Yeah, so thirty five years. Yeah. So really, when you look at the odds, you're like, no, but when you think about it and look at the history, like, there's a chance he could end up way out of the money. Now, I want, like, has there been a change? Because it used to happen every five or so years, it seemed like, like, historically. Like, before the 79, it was like 76, 73. Well, there was, there was like, a, a run of a 20-year stretch where they won, like, every other year in the Triple Crown. Right. And then it just... But there's only been 11 Overall. throughout the whole history, so... But this is by far the longest gap, right? This is... I think it's tied for the longest gap, or, like, barely past the... Right. Okay. There was another gap of, like, 34 years. In the right? early... But it's 35 now, and there's, like, 34 before. So, yeah. But I don't think it's going to... It's not going to... This, this is going to save horse racing, but... No. No one's going to care about it. Not, everyone's gonna celebrate it. Everyone's like and horse racing for trouble, but I can't imagine the tracks are losing money. It's not in trouble. No, they're degenerates out there. They're just gonna bet on horses. The issue is like, the issue is really, oh, it's not a sport anyone cares about besides the Triple Crown, and it's, it's always gonna be. It's that just way. fun. It's like, just gonna be that way. People that go out to Arlington Park. Yeah, it's do for fun. It's a fun day out. It's cool. Yeah, it's not like boxing. Boxing is is in danger of dying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, the track is totally different because you can go all the time. You're like, oh, it's summer. Let's go out for a day. You get eight bucks to get in, and then you just you have a hundred bucks for the day. You take your limit, and you can just cheaply gamble. Yeah. 
Or was that Bellinelli? That was Bellinelli. Bellinelli. I didn't see the beard, so that's a mistake. <laughs> the other thing, you know what the NBA needs to do? They need to allow the big ball cheer to be non-finable. What do you think? The what? Is anyone offended? When they do the, uh, oh, <laughs> when they hold their own nuts walking down the floor. Oh, no, I love it. That's a great cheer. Like, oh, and the thing is, like, yeah. oh, but there's kids in the audience. I was like, it's just a, like, oh, he's got nuts. Bill Rafferty's yelling the entire March Madness, onions! <laughs> Does anyone not think that just means he has balls? Onions! Oh, they want to show replays. That was such a bad call. <laughs> Conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Yeah. Ball don't lie, Matt. Ball don't lie. Alright, so you're going to put in a $120 bet. Yep. Hope for the best. Hope for the best. Well, I'll just know I'll be disappointed because I want to see a triple crown winner. So I'll be disappointed, but I got a fallback option. Of so the worst winning. case scenario, which means it's probably going to happen, is one of some dipshit. One horse is going to finish in that you didn't bet on. Matter, matter more. This horse that's a piece of shit comes in first yeah. somehow. So. The other thing I have is I don't see a scenario with where California Chrome gets in second or third. I feel like it's first or nothing, right? That's what I'm hoping for. Or he gets no if he gets nosed out. It's happened before in the in the Belmont where the Triple Crown winner's been or loser's been nosed out at the wire. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see it with Chrome. I don't see anyone out kicking him. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, I think it's either he just I think he just ends up out of the whole running or he wins it. I agree with you. If he's up there, I don't see anybody beating him. He's gonna have to die off at like the turn or something and like and not be able to meet the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh so we have a World Cup group G. This is one that Wes might be interested in. It's actually USA's group. Woo! There we go. Um, they play tomorrow. Their last friendly is tomorrow versus Nigeria at like 5 o'clock or something. So no one's going to watch it because they're all going to be out or coming home from work or you'll be driving to Champagne. <laughs> Was that only Saturday or Sunday, right? You're three on three? Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So... Uh, USA is probably not going to qualify, but here I can promote. Everyone should watch uh, Inside uh, USA's March to Brazil. It's basically um, hard knocks for the world USA for the World Cup. I watched one of those videos. They're good, right? I thought there was only one though. I didn't realize it was. There's five. I'll send you the YouTube link. I'll post post the YouTube link on our Twitter, Drunk Sports Pod at Drunk Sports Pod. You can email us at, at drunksportspod or drunksportspod at gmail.com. I haven't checked the email, so if anyone has somehow found the email without us plugging it, <laughs> it's there. Well, So follow us on Twitter at drunksportspod. We're probably already getting spammed. I'm, I'm at Matthew Sherry. Oh! 
it's funny because so at the at the Twitter, it's basically all uh, <laughs> it's like drunk golf, drunks like it's just like drunk sports things, like looking for other drunk things. It's like oh, all right, oh my god, that was terrible. My name is Boris. Can't do better than that. So the U.S. Is, Probably not going to get out of the group. Which is no, there you go. I was telling Mike this. Yeah? We're the U.S. of A. We're getting out. We're getting out? We're getting out of the group. Well, here's the thing. So 1990 was the first time the U.S. qualified for the World Cup since 1950. Oh! They, they got knocked out in the group rounds day. They lost three straight games. 1994, the U.S. hosted. We got out of the group stage. 98... We didn't do anything. We lost in the group stage. 2002, we went to the um, quarterfinals, lost to Germany on a shitty non-handball call. 2006, out in the group stage. 2007 or 2010, get get out of the group stage. 2014, have you sensed a theme here yet? Mm-hmm. Out in the group stage. So. We we got in, in in 2010, so this is just time for us not to no. qualify again. No, we're getting out. This is probably the best team we've had since 2002. Probably the best team we've had in the World Cup. Um, Portugal was was in our group in 2002, and we shocked. They were they part of their golden generation then, and we beat them. We were up three nothing on them, and then we ended up only winning three two. Um, so it's nice to have them in the group. Germany's only lost two games in the um, in the group stages ever in their history of World Cup. Wow! So they're pretty they're pretty good at it. <laughs> um, Ghana has knocked the U.S. out of the last two World Cups. They beat them in the last game of the group stages in in 2006, and beat them in the knockout stages in 2010. So we'll face them first. If we do not get a victory in the first game, we will not advance. That's the most important game. Um, That's a tough game. Come out hot. So Cristiano Ronaldo is arguably the best player in the world. Going on a bad road. He won the Ballon d'Or, which is uh, the player of the year this year in the world. Uh, Lovely. Oh, Ray Allen. It's good defense. We're doing a real. Heat are doing a real good job. Not trying to block shots, just going straight up. Doing yeah. real Ray, Roy Hibbert shit. They got crushed on the free throws last year against Spurs. So Cristiano Ronaldo um, has knee tendonitis. The same Ooh. thing that's affected um, Kaká, who basically is like a like he used to be one of the best players in the world, and now he's like a shell of himself because he can't run around. Right, right. Uh, a, a Ghana witch doctor is taking credit for injuring Cristiano Ronaldo, saying, "Yes, I did that on purpose. It's all of me." Wow! <laughs> really? Yes. Good That's for fun. Him. Good for him. <laughs> He's getting some pub off it, which is like—is he just a great publicist for himself? He's just like, yeah, yeah. Does this reset the shot clock? Fourteen, probably. I don't think it does. Yeah, it's got to. No, why? It's a jump ball. It's a jump ball. I don't think it resets. I think it has to. Probably 14 seconds. Anyways, um, 
So that's fun. Uh, Germany has had... Uh, oh, five seconds. What? <laughs> five. <laughs> it was one six, and they just changed it to five seconds. Whatever. Um, so Germany's uh, struggled in their walk-up. So is the USA. Oh! Whoa! Germany is basically playing a false nine, but with an actual forward. People in Germany don't like their tactics. They're going to advance. Portugal's going to advance. The USA's hopefully going to get a win and get three points and not be in the bottom. I don't like your attitude, man. I'm sorry. I'm I'm truth telling. Truth telling. I don't like your attitude. I would love for them to advance, but I do not see it. Anyone who listens to the Men in Blazers podcast, um. It's two Englishmen who talk about soccer. It's a Grantland podcast. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. No, one guy says USA is going to win the World Cup. He's had dreams oh. for the six months that the USA is going to win the World Cup on a Kyle Beckerman 65-yard strike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I'm going to be a little high. But... Yeah. But no, so... 65, y'all. Isn't that past, like, half court? Uh, It's right at, like, half field. Jeez. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he's kind of joking. It's They're fun. Um, Did I send you any of the videos at World Cup preview? Yeah, I didn't ever watch them, but... Yeah, those are the guys. So, if you go to Grandland's YouTube channel, they have a a series of of World Cup previews of the... Other uh, things are like tappingguide.com has a great interface and has each match as a preview on it and like highlights two players each. So so that's all good. We're, we're winding into halftime, Wes. How do you feel about the Heat right now? Well, they're within striking distance. Ooh. That three would have been bad news there. So. Yeah, it would have been bad. Um, Dan Green missed a They haven't really half. played that well, so... I don't think either team's actually played that well. I was dunking six or seven. Every time I turn the turn around, it seems like he's missing a layup. I know, but... Let's take, take a break. All right. Well, we're pretty much done. All right. Do you want to end it? Yeah, we might, might as well. So, uh, thanks for watching Drunk Sports, and yeah, Jeets, Swaggy P. Yeah.